Hello and welcome to the Thriving Three Counties podcast with me, Dan Barker. Conversations with inspiring business people throughout the three counties of Herefordshire, Worcestershire and Gloucestershire. And now it's time for today's episode. I hope you enjoy the show. Okay, hello and welcome to this episode of the Thriving Three Counties podcast. I'm Dan Barker and I'm here in the studio with today's guest. Uh, before we get started with our recording, I've got a small announcement about an upcoming event in Morven where I'll be interviewing guests for the podcast in front of a live audience. It's part of the Morven Festival of Innovation and taking place on the afternoon of Wednesday the 6th of October 2021 at the Coach House Theatre. If you'd like to join us as part of the audience, it's free to attend, but places are limited, so you'll need to register in advance. So if you go along to ttc.festival-innovation.com, which is a custom link for the podcast, and it takes you to the booking page. I'll pop that in the show notes as well. Uh, The festival itself runs from the 4th to the 9th of October, so check out some of the other events on the website while you're there. Right, on to today's guest. So, after a 22-year leadership career with Boots UK and Boots Opticians, he left in the summer of 2017 to follow his passion and start his own business as a leadership and business coach. These days, he's helping leaders and entrepreneurs to (laughs) create deeper levels of clarity for themselves and their business, intended to fuel optimal actions and create desired outcomes. He works across different industries with different sized businesses and organizations from CEOs and senior executives to small business owners, startup entrepreneurs and leaders within education and the church. He also co-hosts a fantastic podcast called Mind Your Business, which seems to be building a lot of momentum. He says that experiencing different different opens up more learning opportunities, which he ultimately uses to develop his work and client experience. He is Alan Clark of Exponential Coaching. Hello. Hi, Dan. How are you doing? Very well, very well. I, I could yeah. listen to that introduction all day. That, oh, yeah? That, 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 that sounded quite good. Thank you. <laughs> good. Well, when it comes out, you can, if you like. <laughs> just uh, hit rewind. Thank you. I will. Cool. So uh, just before we get started, you're at exponentialcoaching.co.uk. That's right. People That's want me. to check you out, and yeah. uh, we'll put we'll put those links and all your social links into the uh, uh, show notes okay. so people can find you. But, um, yeah, thank you very much for coming in first of all oh Dan, honestly you have looked after me splendidly <laughs> so far i'm on my second cup of coffee i've had a tour of your cracking studios and, oh, and it's you. all good thank you oh no no it's a pleasure I'm, i was i was very chuffed when you said you'd come in i've seen you a lot on linkedin and as as you said we did actually meet a few years ago we did, we did. Um, yeah, and you remembered it i almost remembered it yeah I I was only some like six weeks in and and into my new business and feeling pretty vulnerable and the reason why you stood out because I remember you had a very reassuring chat with me yeah you did we we talked I can't exactly remember what we talked about but I I remember uh, leaving you feeling that this was going to be okay you know (laughs) so it was good it was good but I was I was a vulnerable chap I wasn't feeling at my most confident that day that's for sure yeah yeah it's like that at the beginning isn't it when you start a business I mean like we were saying I I was still working part-time in my engineering job at that point and yeah I think when you're starting out you just feel like everyone knows how to do everything and and you don't don't you that's right it's exactly that Uh uh-huh it was like this great secret 
yeah. I, I didn't have and I felt yeah. as if I was blagging it constantly yeah. you know yeah <laughs> but you know it's great and of course you evolve don't you yeah and, yeah, and, yeah. And, and that's part of it all but yeah I do remember that day when we first met <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think one of the I remember one of the sort of turning points for me going through my whole sort of career change thing and everything was when I realized I think I heard someone say like no one actually knows what they're doing mm-hmm. everyone's making it up and that kind of gave me permission to make it up if mm-hmm. you like and just have a go instead of thinking oh there's all these people that like you say are running business and they've got the secret source actually everyone's just having a go aren't they yeah and you know y- y- there's a lot of wisdom in what you've said because it a it's pretty much true and and b it then becomes more about perseverance and endurance and, and hanging on in there Mm-hmm. And, and and you know following your gut and testing and and watching and learning mm-hmm. about the 80 20 rule thrown in mm-hmm. as well you know it's all of that i found what really helped me as well is um is getting to to know people within the business community in worcestershire actually mm-hmm. you know that yeah. that really helped you get to know people in lots of different um industries and businesses uh, very quickly realised you were not alone and yeah. the emotions you were feeling were, mm, yeah, <laughs> were yeah. quite common actually. Yeah. And, then, and then you just get going, don't you? You you, yeah. you, you get your first client, you realise that actually your services are um, appreciated, yeah. you love what you're doing anyway, and it, and it starts to uh, evolve from there. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, it's, uh, it's true. And then, and, and I think people even with more experience, they are just trying the next thing and they still don't know what they're doing with that thing they might know what they're doing a bit more with all this, the stuff that they've done which you're maybe starting with but they're trying new things anyway so yeah. they still don't really know what they're doing because yeah. they're, they're yeah. experimenting yeah and they're, yeah. They're, you're absolutely right Dan if you're doing something from the first time mm-hmm. you don't know what you're doing mm. y- yeah, yeah. you know you could you could read about it you could be coached on it you, you could mm. learn about it but if it's the first time you're doing something then by definition you don't know what you're doing yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine, let, let, let's go with it let's dance with it and see what happens and I think yeah, yeah. I think that is a, a key part of entrepreneurship it has to be mm, be mm. able to put yourself in vulnerable positions mm. and and navigate that yeah yeah absolutely from, put, from vulnerability rather than um, super high confidence levels mm. you know yeah I, I I'm, uh, I was going to bring this up much later in the discussion, but as we're here, let's go for it. <laughs> I'm reading a book at the moment called uh, Mindset by Carol Dweck. Oh, yes. I do know that. Yeah, book. the uh-huh. fixed mindset yeah. versus the yeah. uh, growth mindset. Yeah. And it's like, it's blown me away so far, to be honest. I'm only mm-hmm. about a third of the way through it, but yeah. I'm like, wow, this uh-huh. is this is the stuff. <laughs> I, I, I read that book about... I was still in Boots at the time, so yeah. you know it might may have been eight years ago or something like that. And yeah, it, it is such a powerful book, and mm. and she actually coined the phrase mindset. Really? Uh-huh. Yeah, oh, right. absolutely. Well, that that was okay. her her work with uh, children in ac- academia and, uh, and okay. the education. It was oh. her that coined that 
breeze. I was wondering how she'd managed to yeah. just call the book Mindset because yeah. it seemed kind of... Uh, well, originally <laughs> it was called... The one that I had, I, it was called The Growth Mindset. Okay, And, right. and it's, it's evolved um, to Mindset. It's exactly mm. the same book. Yeah, it's just yeah, yeah. a different name of yeah, the book. Yeah. Now. They've slimmed it down, but she coined the phrase Mindset right, um, okay. sometime just at the end of the last yeah, century. But the, the reason I, I sort of bring that up is from what you're saying about... Um, you know, kind of feeling like you, you, you don't want to put yourself out there and go to the next level because you're afraid of sort of, you know, that, that you're going to be shown up to not know what you're doing. And that's the kind of, I think what she's saying is that's the kind of fixed mindset thing and what we should be doing is getting into the growth mindset. Uh, absolutely. I mean, Cheech, I mean, please, anyone that's listening to this, read this book. You'll do yourself a huge favour by doing it. But absolutely. And a couple of, of the, of I mean, she illustrates examples, doesn't she, brilliantly mm-hmm. in that book? And yeah. the, the example of may, maybe a, a child that's academically brilliant and has been over a long, long period of time suddenly mm. has a stumble, mm. and that that can just knock them yeah. at, at, for, yeah. for such a long time. Why? Because the fixed mindset is there. So so it's a the optimal mindset, the growth mindset, or the learning mindset, as I've seen it called right, um, yeah. I, I probably tend to use learning a lot now rather right. than growth but but it's exact yeah. it's exactly the yeah. same thing that ability to or or desire to open yourself up to new experiences and learn and mm. give yourself permission to learn in fact value learning more than value even feeling yeah. if you know yeah. if you know yeah. what yeah. I mean it's that it's that opening yourself up to possibilities that it could feel a bit clunky, mm. but but the real genius here is learning. Yeah, you know, yeah. over anything else, that, that that's the magic, and she's she's brilliant at it. Yeah, de- yeah, demonstrating that. Yeah, and it's kind of relatively. It seems so, you know, so far in the book anyway that it's kind of it's more simple to develop that mindset in a way than it appears because, like mm. you said, it's focused on learning, and focused you've just got to learning. want to yeah. learn from everything and 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 grow with everything you do because. As I'm as I'm reading it, I kind of realise I'm like, oh geez, I'm I'm in the fixed mindset thing here. Like, you know, on the spectrum anyway. I think there's she's saying that you can have a bit of both in there. But I'm sort of reading it, thinking, well, yeah, I've, I've definitely got some fixed mindset tendencies here, and getting to a a relatively good level at stuff, but then not getting any further. I think has been a kind of feature for me. I realised over the years and. But then knowing that you can actually just get over that by, you know, learning and and pushing yourself a bit more is quite sort of, uh, what's the word? Freeing, I suppose, isn't it? It is. And it also makes life more interesting. You know, once you give yourself permission that um, Alan Clark, age 48, it really only knows a small amount of what is possible to know. Yeah. And and give us and and see that's okay. Yeah. In fact, <laughs> it is as to be expected. Yeah, yeah. That's brilliant, yeah. isn't it? That's liberating. And then yeah. you can go right. Okay. I mean, you and I are clearly. I'm on your podcast, and I'm loving it so far. And I and we've we were talking before this. We we've started our podcast roughly the same time. And yeah. before that, we weren't doing podcasts. So yeah, back yeah. to the there is a, a large element of we don't know what we're doing. Mm. But we're, we're learning, and if you notice your podcast episode thirty-seven, you'll feel 
when you listen to that, it'll be a different experience. It'll be a, a deeper, more enriched. Whatever measure you want to put, it'll be different mm. to the first one. Yeah, Why? Yeah, because absolutely. you've opened yourself up, you're learning, you're reviewing, mm-hmm. um, you're, you're, you're consistently doing it on a Friday uh, and learning as you go. And that's mm. just brilliant. And that's mm. how ultimately visions are brought into existence, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So if life is seen as a, a learning um, opportunity, that's a very powerful paradigm for mm. growth it's when we constrict it and limit it mm. then mm. frustrations and all sorts come in and then you're you're right resilience becomes weaker than it could be mm. which then opens up to different scenarios not all of them positive so you know this learning mindset that she brilliantly demonstrates in that book is is fabulous for us <laughs> yeah. all you know please read it everyone yeah yeah so it's mindset by mindset. carol dweck yeah. isn't it d-w-e-c-k that's right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. no cool yeah i had a feeling you might know that one <laughs> <laughs> go on ask me another book I'm, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm only kidding. <laughs> so um i've de- I, I i'm pretty uh you know i'm pretty switched on and i've detected a slight accent a uh, slight twang so you didn't grow up round round Worcester way, I guess. Oh, absolutely. So <laughs> London accent, clearly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah Gl- Glasgow. Yeah, uh, Glasgow. Okay. So we lived in Glasgow for forty two years. Right. Okay. And then we came down um, in two thousand and fourteen. Okay. And we live in Perthshire, mm-hmm. and we have been there ever since, and we love it. So okay, we lo- cool. love Worcestershire, and um, really, you know, today we're sitting. It's, tw- it's twenty eight degrees out there, <laughs> you know. But believe me, from where I came, that that is You've um, never seen it. <laughs> no, that's, that's <laughs> tropical weather without a doubt. So what what made you move all the way down here? From was it just the weather? Or? actually that was a big part of it honestly Uh, no it it was it was a factor it was it was my career at the time in boots so i was um very quickly uh, qualified as a pharmacist in 1995 at the university of strathclyde in glasgow and um went into boots did my pre-reg where i I learned um absolutely not to be able to kill anyone and, and that sort of stuff and, and and in essence, um, my, my my whole what I thought I was going to do was become really clinical, and I, I love chemistry. You know, I really right. love chemistry, so it was going to be really clinical, and really enjoy being a pharmacist. And then, '97, I, I got an opportunity to cover a, a store manager's maternity leave, right. and this this was about an eighth of the size of your studio, this right. shop, right? Yeah, yeah. But at the end of my first week, I realised that I had just as much a passion for selling um, number seven in nappies than I did actually about <laughs> drugs, uh, right. legal drugs, that is. And, uh, and, and that was it. I sort of got the bug and sales targets and people and team okay. development. And, and that was, um, so that was 97. I just had a career then of, of going up the ladder, really, in okay. larger stores, areas, regions, etc. And then... 2013, I, I I was asked to go on to something called, uh, at that time it was a Senior Leadership Development Programme, but they were really trying to fast-track the potential next execs in, in the company mm-hmm. at, at Boots. And I also was doing a six-month project uh, 
in Bristol in London. So it's the first time ever I, I came out I came out of Glasgow, which right. is very unreal. We're quite insular in Scotland sometimes, right, okay. you know. So I here I came and loved the people, but it was the climate. And I'll tell you a very funny story. Not funny story, but it is maybe it is. There was a, a day in April, it was about roughly April the twenty fifth, and I got the train out of St Pancras in London to I think it was Exeter. And this was only eleven thirty AM and it was Everyone was out on, uh, on cafes on the pavements drinking coffee and it was 25 degrees, right? <laughs> and my, ca- my smartphone was still set for Glasgow. And right. this, I mean, I'm not kidding, right? I'm really not kidding. Um, Glasgow was six degrees oh. and, and pouring rain. Right, you know, okay. and this was 25 degrees. <laughs> and honestly, I just thought, right, this this is not, we, we need, I need to shake this up a bit. Um, and Pamela, my wife, um, had been sort of prodding me and going, is this, is this, and I'm going, yeah, I love Glasgow, all my friends and family here, why, why on earth would you move? Yeah, yeah. Then I got my answer that, that time at quarter to 12, thinking <laughs> that, that's exactly why we move, you know, and we did. So I, I was asked again at that time to, to head up boot subtitions for, for England, Wales and, um, and Ireland. Okay. Um, in terms of, of, of running the, the, the stores and the and the people and the teams and, and stuff and that was a, right, that okay. was a big promotion. That's a big um, uh, so like in charge of the whole yeah the all big, the big chunk of the company wow. yeah and uh, it, it was brilliant you know it's yeah. what had been working I didn't yeah, yeah. think it would be bits of editions I thought it would be within the the sort of traditional yeah. the rest of bits but but this was where the opportunity came up and I thought you know what I, 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 what a challenge we're going to move away because there was no Scotland in that job title it was every <laughs> other country in the UK. But not Scotland and um, the reason and I, gu- I googled this is true yeah. I googled where in central England is nice to live and, oh, yeah. and wise Google said it said Warwickshire Leicestershire and Worcestershire Okay. And um, some people have heard this story, but this this is absolutely true. When I was growing up, I loved Jeeves and Worcester. Okay. Um, so the Worcestershire, and I thought it's got to be Worcestershire, and then we did the same, and and we got it down to to Pershore, and um, I think it was Pershore, Evesham, and Malvern. Okay. We, we yeah. Came yeah. up in the Google search, and we yeah. came down for a weekend, and we, we I love history. Right. Okay. And um, we saw that abbey, and you know, there's quite a lot of history there, and there was a, it was a beautiful August afternoon, and it just felt right, and, mm-hmm. and that was it. So it was, yeah. that's why we. You just know, don't you, when you go somewhere, you're like, yeah, this is That's the place right. for me. Yeah. But we love it down here. Yeah. yeah, absolutely love it. So yeah, I started with boots of tissues in that in that role. I was travelling all the time, mm-hmm. so it was important that I could get down to London or the South Coast, mm-hmm. the East Coast, the, the fly over to Ireland and and that stuff. Um, yeah. um, and then when I left again, it was equally handy to get to London and stuff. And days before, I just permanently lived in Zoomland right. when we actually travelled. <laughs> yeah, yeah. um, it was really handy for that too. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. so that's my, that's my quick story. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. So, um, what 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 was like the young Alan like then growing up in uh, in Glasgow? The, the young Alan was, he was a football fanatic, right, a okay. football fanatic. I played constantly. I loved sport. Um, football was my thing, but I would throw my hand to anything, you know. Right. When I got older, I loved cricket, but it just doesn't really translate to Scotland, mainly because of weather. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah. rain stops play, but, but um, running, football, tennis, 
Okay. Uh, yeah. I, I played constantly. Right. Uh, okay. I wasn't. I was never the most confident. Not at all. Yeah. And you know, really not at all, especially as a teenager. But you know, I I had plenty of friends. I my memories of childhood are happy mm-hmm. for sure. And played a lot of sport, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I love school, so you know, I did. Yeah. I did well at you school well. type thing. Yeah, you know, yeah. I did. I did like uh, solving math, math problems and, and right, stuff. Okay. Um, not particularly great reading books. I am now, but but not then. <laughs> and um, yeah, that was me. So yeah, I was a, I was a happy boy, but not uh, not confidence. If I was to look back, if it was top right. trumps. And now in top trumps you get. Yeah. If I was, if there was five things in top trumps, <laughs> uh, confidence would be my my low. Right. Maybe okay. Be Thirty-three out of hundred. So you could get me on that one. Football would. I'd like to think I was the eighties or nineties or something <laughs> like that out of a hundred and and that. But but yeah, the confidence that not not there. Where where did your confidence start to build up then? Do you think? It's a great question. I I would have to say. It probably started to really improve when I when I when I graduated as a, a pharmacist and, right. and got my first job. Mm-hmm. I think I think with with boots. I mean, I worked in B and Q. I was right, an expert yeah, yeah. on the paint machine oh, in B and Q, which I did love that. And I was one of the few that could work out tiles, how many tiles you'd need for a um, a kitchen. I always remember. Sorry, it's like, it was me and this other guy called Alistair. Uh, and and we were only the Saturday boys, but anyone that came in said, right, I, I've got three rooms in my house, and I, I want these ceramic tiles. How many boxes do I need? There was always a tannoy for me or Alistair to What's come that? and work this out. So uh, I did enjoy my time at BQ, but the, the when I got my first sort of rolling boots, yeah, I think things started to, and it I maybe matured as well. Mm-hmm. Um, people that know me from that year are probably laughing at that quite a lot, um, but you know I would say that I, w- I would say that was probably at the time. I I've, I don't know if it was the, the professional role I was doing, but I was. Do you know what I was contributing then a lot, and that's quite that comes mm-hmm. out a lot in my work. When when, mm-hmm. when people are contributing with something they love, there really is no time for lack of confidence or worry or anxiety and right, yeah. more of my days then so I was being a, at that time being a pharmacist but I was loving it I mean I, I used to absolutely love talking to the public and customers I mean you, yeah. you struggle you had to go and find me and get me <laughs> in to actually check medicines because I was too busy going out and having conversations really? and I absolutely okay. loved it so you so. already had that kind of draw yeah. towards people and everything yeah and actually, you're, you're absolutely right. You know, p- p- it was called in in that profession, it's called patient, <coughs> sorry, patient counselling. Right. You know, and I guess I, I I did that from day dot. Right. Okay. Um, and it, I I was brought up in East End of Glasgow, and East End mm-hmm. of Glasgow is um, <laughs> lots of people got opinions. I loved it, but you know, people are not uh, backward at coming forward. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of conversations going on in the East End of Glasgow. Some mm-hmm. of them a bit uh, blue, uh, but but you know I was used to being able to walk into a pub and hold my own with strangers that were maybe growling at me or that that sort of stuff right, very okay. quickly. So I realised yeah. actually that language was a was a good way to talk to the hardest person in the pub and be all right. Okay. Uh, so yeah. 
Matt's, you're making me think here as I'm talking to you. So, you know, <laughs> I, I've always loved talking to people. I've right, always loved okay. that. Okay, and, so. and this job was giving me this nine to five plus the, the staff in the shop. Right, so it was like okay, one yeah. big conversation. So, yeah, I think that's why they started to soar. That's what confidence. it is, yeah. And then you got this you got this chance to cover for the maternity leave yeah, and that kind yeah. of uh, yeah. made you realise there was a, you yeah. could do more of There's that, basically. There's a future basically. in this, oh, yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. This yeah. thing called selling. <laughs> yeah, it was like, wow, okay. Right, yeah, sort of suddenly realising that there's a place for you that, that, you know, that fits your natural kind of yeah. tendencies, I suppose. Well, that's right. Uh-huh, there was. And, and you're right, it was because I do... By that time, I, I was reading a lot. I do love learning, so mm-hmm. I could read more about... I could learn more about drugs. But mm-hmm. by that time, I was starting to manage people. So mm-hmm. that's when I started. I'm looking at your books and your <laughs> shelf. You know, that's when I started to do a lot of self-help books. So my yeah. first ever book in this sort of space was Stephen Covey's The Seven Habits Me of too. Highly Effective People. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean... Amazing book. Fabulous. I mean, I, yeah. I'd never read anything like it. So that yeah. was game changing. You know, yeah, I was thinking, yeah. my word, how did he know all this? It's just wonderful. Yeah, and, yeah. and it's great. And I applied it. And, you know, it was a thing. And, and it was really, really useful. And even then, that was, I was in my mid 20s. I was really starting to get a, a passion for this sort of work, self development at mm-hmm. that time. Got the CDs from my car yeah, yeah. and that sort of stuff, you know, and um, it was it was brilliant. So then mid-20s, oh, even then it was less reading the pharmaceutical journal mm-hmm. and understanding pure chemistry and, and the mm-hmm. body and, and much more into really passionate about understanding human beings, okay. inc- including myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, sort of, um, with reference to what we were we were talking about earlier, with the kind of self development uh-huh. stuff, um, oh no, I've lost my track of thought. <laughs> I had a really good question. I'm going to tell you my seven seven habits story instead, because okay. uh, while I think of that question, but yeah, I came across that book um, when I was at Airbus. Um, okay. I was working at Airbus, and I was sent on this two day. I think it was a two day course. Yeah, a two day course. I think uh-huh. and. Um, People said it was really good. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what it was about, but you had to do, you know, a certain number of courses and yeah. things. So I went along, and it was a, it was basically a course just completely based around that book, wow. and like all the stuff. And I was just like, wow, wow. this is like, uh, what is this? this? Amazing, uh-huh. and uh, uh-huh. makes makes so much sense. Uh huh. Um, I and 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 I still rem- I still remember it, and I mean I'm 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 yeah. sitting here now very jealous of you, Dan, because <laughs> I'd love to go on on a tour. That's even even now, I would go on a, a, a definitely. I yeah. think I might just yeah. sign up to one, but you know, it's just so. <laughs> it's the wisdom in the book. The yeah, wisdom yeah. is, and I know it was written. I want in 1989 now, so you know, okay, there's been loads and loads of books uh, since then, and and probably mm. going a lot deeper. Mm. Um, for sure but there is still wisdom it still holds yeah and that yeah, was Stephen yeah. Covey's whole point was go for principles yeah and they're yeah. like your um they're like the rock and the world is the is the raging waves and it'll just bounce off it but you're mm. all right if you go for principles and mm. to pardon upon that principle 
does hold, you mm. know. Um, yeah, so yeah. yeah, he had a philosophy around it, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm. It, it doesn't matter what the technology is or what area you're in or anything, does it? When when it's principles, yeah, I suppose. That's right. Yeah. So the question I was going to ask has come back well to me. It's good news, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to say, like, do you think uh, a lot of people kind of when they see this kind of stuff, like you know, Seven Habits book and all those other gazillions of of books there are that. I, I think I used to have this thought that, you know, the people that were doing really well, like the the kind of natural born entrepreneurs, if you like, and I'm using air quotes there, um, didn't need any of that stuff. Yeah. And kind of like, you know, should I be bothering with this stuff? Because those people probably don't need it. And maybe I'm not like naturally talented and I'm sort of referencing the mindset book there a little bit as well, I suppose. But have you, have you come across that? Yes, <laughs> yes. No, you, you're, that, that's, a th- that, that's true. I mean, that, yeah. that, that, that's what you, you speak to the truth, Dan. <laughs> you know, you do. You, you know, because we all, th- there's a huge element of human beings comparing themselves to human beings. Mm. And most of the mm. time it's negative. Yeah. You know, so Jeff Bezos, somewhere in him, will be comparing himself negatively to Elon Musk. Mm, Something mm. in him will be comparing himself negatively to Jess Bezos, and yeah, it's, it's this yeah, sort yeah. of massive game of, I sometimes call it the disease of comparatinitis, <laughs> uh, and we all suffer from it. Yeah, <laughs> and there's yeah. extreme versions of it, like you never yeah. come out your house again type thing. Yeah. The the antidote to that is getting yourself books like the Seven Habits mm. that are designed to go look. You might not have thought about this in this way mm-hmm. but apply this and these principles mm-hmm. and and notice a, a, a different sort of quality come into your life yeah, i think they're yeah. really good books in the self-help genre or self-development genre mm. which is maybe a better term than yeah self-help. i think so yeah, yeah self-help's yeah, got a bit of a sort of yeah, negative yeah, connotation for I some know, reason it's it? sort of I'm, I'm i'm in the dodgy section of the bookshop now <laughs> and uh, can you put that in a brown paper bag please <laughs> yeah, yeah. um yeah, I, I think I think these um, these books are definitely have a place, and I suspect. I mean, the book that I'd never heard of mm. actually in my whole books career until I I, I, I got really into my, my coaching and reading was Napoleon Hill's book that oh, yeah. that the, the, the Think and Grow Rich. And, yeah, yeah. You know, written in nineteen thirty seven. Yeah, just after the Great Depression, wasn't it, I think? uh, And, um, you know, superstar entrepreneurs will very often reference that book. Mm. That was the Mm. book that, um, that was the book, you know, and it was designed because it was, of course, so the story goes, it all Mm. comes from Andrew Carnegie's Mm. wisdom. I think Napoleon was sent on a mission to interview, like this podcast, the top 500 wealth creators in yeah, America. Yeah, for like 25 years that's or something, right, wasn't that's it? That's right, and he did it, and he got <laughs> yeah. all this knowledge and managed to condense it into the book that's called yeah. Think and Grow Rich, and some phenomenal stories in there, and that has been credited to with so much success in the mm. world, and it's exactly what Andrew Carnegie wanted, apparently, was to share his wisdom to mm. end poverty, po- poverty through entrepreneurship, Right. Yeah, which is yeah. really interesting. Yeah, um, yeah. And giving... Man, and I'm putting inverted commas here. Yeah. Um, you have to say t- that when it's audio. <laughs> no, <laughs> honestly, I have. Um, giving human beings the tools to 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 create 
wealth from themselves mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and actually to level the playing field. You know, that was the intent. So these books are powerful. Yeah, yeah. You, especially if you pick the, the good ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and also, I suppose it's doing the stuff that they oh, say, isn't it? Because, totally. I mean, you know, I've listened, totally. to, listened and read a lot of books and you don't always do the stuff, do you? But are, are you good at doing what they say? <laughs> or, yeah, you, or is it kind I, I, of like uh, for me I think it's kind uh, of like every one every other every few books or something there's one that really chimes and then I'll start you know doing the stuff like this mindset book whereas some of the others you kind of read and you go oh, yeah that's great and you take a little bit on board and you probably change a bit but every so often there's one where you you, you do do the stuff I, I you're absolutely right and and this is where the for me, the power of language shows up and not in context. So context, mm-hmm. um, our perceptions flow from there, our emotions and our actions, ultimate outcomes. And, and if something really connects to you at a very deep level, you're much more likely to, to try it out. Mm-hmm. So, so at that time in my life, um, a seven habits did I thought it was walk? I mean, I remember t- I still remember it clear as <laughs> bells, Friday nights, in, in the east end of Glasgow, telling my friends I'm reading this book and the abuse I would get, you know, <laughs> what on earth is, I mean, we're trying to talk about the football, you're coming out with this, what, you, what, what, and he's told me what, and I got absolute dog's abuse for, for, for the self, here comes the self-help guru and right, all this yeah, sort of yeah. stuff, I still remember it, um, but, you know, it's, um, these, these books, these books absolutely can, fundamentally change your life they, they really mm-hmm. really can and mm-hmm. it's subtle and it's slow and it's over years but that mm-hmm. definitely pointed me mm-hmm. down this route mm-hmm. I, I, and um and there's another there's another author um, steve chandler who's known okay. quite a lot american he's, he's in his he's in his mid-70s now he's, right. a, he's an american coach success coach what, what, whatever but he's um I, he's written Oh, I don't know, 40 books. Mm-hmm. Uh, quite spiritual, actually. Not obviously spiritual in the mm. title, but and that's what really gets me. I started mm-hmm. to read his books, and mm-hmm. one of them, I can't remember which one it was. Was it Time War- The Time Warrior? Very, very spiritual. It really gets you in quotes and, you know... Right. Th- I, and I actually reached out and and I, 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 got, to, I got to meet him. Oh, really? You know, you know I got to cool. meet him uh, in, in America. And it, this man's just walking wisdom, but his story is, you know, he, he used to say, people would say, so w- w- when he's one, when he's maybe putting a pitch in for a for a large um, Dow Jones company, not Dow, what do you call them, the the big big like a f- uh, uh, I want to say FTSE one hundred or something that, like the that. The equivalent, yeah. it's yeah. going it's gone out of my head. Yeah, but what's the, the, it? Is it Nasdaq? Oh gosh, I, I can't remember. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, anyway, it sorry, well. Dad. Something one hundred. But, but the big, the big, big companies in the state, Fortune one hundred. Yeah, Fortune. Yeah, yeah, that's what I call it. We got there in the end. We got there in the end. And and he used to say, well, I have no credentials whatsoever apart from alcoholism, drug abuse, and four divorces or something like that. So, <laughs> what I'm trying to see here is I understand the human condition and and the human vulnerabilities. And he said that alone used to get him in. Right. And then, of course, he was absolute genius at what he did. He, right, he really okay. could do that. So, yeah, it's all that. But that his, his writing 
touches me just like Stephen Covey's did. Right, you know? okay, yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, yeah. But a lot of the time, um, you know, you'll read a book and you'll go, hey, that's very similar principles to something you've read a while yes. ago, but it's put in a slightly different way, isn't it? And some people say, I've heard people talk about that negatively, but I think it's, it's a positive thing, isn't it? Because of what you're just saying, that sometimes someone's writing style or the way they interpret something and put it across to you just chimes, doesn't it? Oh, it does. <laughs> but I mean, the wisdom, the wisdom has been there for, for millennia. Mm, I mean, you, you read mm. large parts of the Bible, for example, and it's mm. rammed with wisdom. To your yeah, point, yeah, if you yeah. actually <laughs> listen to the book of Proverbs and put half of that into action, you right. notice a huge increase in the quality of your life. Right, you know okay. what I mean? It is, it is sort of there. It's all there, just, yeah. Just sort of read it, guys, and, and <laughs> you may notice a bit of a difference here. But that's, yeah, yeah. that's your point it's an absolute cracker and especially right now and in, in where we are 2021 yeah. we are just so busy mm. we're so busy there's no space mm. there's so little space for thinking differently never mind consuming a book mm. and then thinking about applying that that's actually quite rare do you know mm. only 10 percent of books ever get out of chapter two Really? That, that, right? that I'm making that last bit up about chapter two, okay. but that ten percent <laughs> of books ever get read, and right. only a small percent of human beings read books. Yeah, and out yeah. of that, only ten percent actually get completed, and it's a small. It's only oh, really? it's a short bit into the book. Right. So okay. you just again, you just think there's eight billion of us on the planet. Yeah, yeah. You know that what a learning opportunity yeah, there is if yeah. we could only make time, get some of these books. And, and, and learn it and then apply it and mm, then notice the mm. impact that would have in your life you know mm. it's, it's powerful stuff yeah yeah absolutely so, so you took this you know these learnings that you were getting from these books in your early 20s which I feel quite jealous that you started it then <laughs> I'm kind of like I wish I'd have <laughs> Dan, but uh, uh, sorry no 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 it's okay I was just jealous is probably you know I don't no, mean no, jealous I'm but I mean like kind of yeah I, I just sometimes wish oh, I wish I'd have discovered this stuff a lot earlier and started that journey but I, I know everyone has their own time frame and and everything but um you took that and applied it to your career yeah. and obviously had a very successful career within boots mm -hmm. if you're mm -hmm. heading up all of boots no but i mean all, all the boot uh -huh. stores yeah, in, in yeah, pretty yeah. much in, in, in the, the opticians yeah, yeah the opticians yeah. so um how did you kind of, I mean, was there any key, th like, main things that, that stick out to you that you remember that you applied, or was it a kind of an incremental, you know, a little nudge here and a nudge there, and you tried these little things, and over time it all summed up? No, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. These are great questions. Thank you. You know, <laughs> no, gen genuinely, you. you really, really are. Um, I'm looking at the roof, everyone, so that means I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah I realise that. I mean, I know. You got, know got first roof, of all, I just want to reference <laughs> when you say uh, uh, jealous that I was reading that in my 20s. I, I, get, I get pangs of frustration. I wish I'd applied it more. Right. Okay. You know, yeah, so, yeah, so sure. I was flirting with it. And, and putting some of it, but in hindsight, I could have put a lot more of it into right, play, okay. you know, so I, I, you know, it's funny, <laughs> so thank you, I'm, I'm feeling good about that, but <laughs> I sort of beat myself up and going, I wish I'd done that a bit more when I, when I, when I connect with some of these books I was reading at the time, but I also remember the context of, I, 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 nobody else was reading, in my circle of friends, nobody else mm -hmm. was reading that stuff, you know, mm -hmm. so, do you know the two things I took out 
that I used and realized that, and this definitely developed me as a leader. And my, my, my dominant style in leadership was, uh, if you use Gold, Gold, Daniel Goldman, who's written a lot of books on emotional intelligence. He's, okay. He does, he's part of one of his models was the six styles of leadership. Okay. And one, and, and one of the styles was coaching. Okay. And, and that was my dominant style. Right. Uh, and, and, and I'm not, it, it, it's, it's, it's really important to understand that not one style was better than the other. It just so happened that was my one. But the the and I, I now understand that what I took from Stephen Covey's work more than anything else was listening. Mm, it was yeah, listening. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. It, he did a. It shows up pretty much in all the habits, and also it's it's a pharmacist starting out i had to listen a lot i was uh-huh. listening to i've got i've got hay fever right, right okay tech tell me a wee bit more about it well it's this or that and i've actually got i've got this have you got this tell me about that so <laughs> I, I was always asking questions i guess uh-huh. so but i had to do a lot of listening yeah um and then when you start to manage people and lead people you can either choose not to listen or listen, but if you listen, you've got a lot more um, pointers about <laughs> what maybe could be an optimal response type thing. So yeah, yeah. It, listening became my, my sort of superpower, okay, so to speak. Yeah. And the other one was, not necessarily from Stephen Covey, and I don't quite know where this came from, was it was positive mindset okay. or enthusiasm. Okay. Uh, I was... Uh, definitely um people would say we remember alan from being really positive mm-hmm. yeah, um yeah. to the point i used to <laughs> in the latter years i was i was told i was too enthusiastic to be a bit more grumpy <laughs> uh, if you're gonna work was, in scotland you gotta be a bit more grumpy. This, this is what i was uh, this is what i was down here i was like all right okay i'll, I'll dial down the enthusiasm a wee bit that was on my development plan that stop being enthusiastic really? <laughs> sort of she um, them a book yeah <laughs> and of course then when you read carol dweck stuff yeah. you realize that actually you know, the enthusiasm is really good and it's okay yeah. and yeah. Um, go on but yeah positivity and listening mm-hmm. were my what i did a lot in boots and honed it and honed it and honed mm-hmm. it and then probably overused strength sometimes being grumpy and telling would have been the optimal response. <laughs> so I, I, I do get it. I wasn't saying this was bulletproof, this approach at all. But of course, as, as a coach now, yeah. listening yeah. And, and positivity, positivity is not a rec- prerequisite of being a coach, but it's my style of coaching it is. You know, yeah, I, I, yeah. I like to leave people feeling inspired and, and hope mm-hmm. with their couple of actions based on their insights but but the mm. real superpower is listening definitely. yeah I, I remember that one from that course i mentioned uh, i think he said i don't know if it's in the in the book maybe it is but he said you know you were given two ears and one mouth and you should use them in that ratio <laughs> which i thought was uh, yeah just a, a good way of remembering there was one that he talked and i need to watch the language now because it might seem a bit uh, but it was like, like a talking stick and he, he borrowed that one from indigenous American Indians. Right, okay. And, and apparently when, when there was oh, a tribe, yeah, yeah. and you, you could only speak yeah. when you had this stick. Yeah. And everyone had to listen. Yeah. And that was extremely powerful. And I remember at that time, managers' meetings in, mm-hmm. in Boots. There would have been that in any company. Yeah. But it could be an absolute rammy. 
that's a bit of a Scottish word. It means um, sort of <laughs> it's a free for all. Uh, everyone yeah, everyone's over just each talking other. over yeah. each other, and it usually was the person that spoke the loudest won the debate. Yeah, and so this concept of it, only Dan can speak, and everyone must listen until Dan passes the stick to Alan. What was awesome? I loved that. Yeah, and, but yeah. the big, big point was listen. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. the real genius listen. Yeah, they had us sit down and do an exercise. I think and, you know you sit in a circle of four or five of you, and you had to listen to each person talk about you know something that they loved, and then you had to one person had to like repeat back you know exactly what they'd heard and everything, and it was interesting to see how just how difficult that was because uh-huh. people uh-huh. aren't listening properly. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. but no no it's a good one um uh definitely so coaching yes. nowadays yes. <laughs> yes so tell us about making the the move then from uh from full-time employment into coaching why how go for it, it was, <laughs> there was a couple a couple of things in that last year, so 2016, in, in, in Boots, certainly Boots Opticians, th- there was a lot of pressure in the business for results. Performance right. wasn't there okay. against what we wanted. Okay. And, you know, it became increasingly, um, not pressure, pressurised, yes, but it, co- it became increasingly about numbers. Mm-hmm. And I guess up until then, it'd always been about numbers. Of course, it had. We all had targets. We, we all deli- we, that's what you delivered on. But there was a a balance between people development and um, customer care. Mm-hmm. It's huge in boots, right? And it mm-hmm. just felt as if it was starting to really shift massively mm-hmm. towards numbers, numbers, numbers. Right. Yeah. And then behaviours inevitably because the numbers weren't there. Mm-hmm. Bad behaviours were coming out left, right, and centre, mm-hmm. and and it really just started to turn into that environment. Mm-hmm. And of course, certain people leaving the organisation and different styles are coming in, and mm-hmm. all that was going on. Mm-hmm. And I was forty five, mm-hmm. and I th- and there was part of me knew. I mean, my own individual performance wasn't great at that time. If that was about numbers, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't. Right. But you know, it was just it wasn't there either. And of course, I, I, I made, I, that year I made a decision, you know, and there was always options at the level of role I was at every year to, to sort of go. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a series of conversations and looking at all the options that were available, I made that decision. Right. Now, what, what really helped that decision was that because of that, do you remember I talked about the, the senior leadership development course three mm-hmm. years earlier? I, for the first time in my life, had experienced something called executive coaching. Okay. Uh, and, and wonderful conversations about my inner being, emotions, mindset, and, and really loved it. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Yeah. And, and, and all through that time in Boots, I, I was, uh, that, that period, um, I had access to executive coaching. I knew my dominant style was coaching. I loved leadership and, and, yeah. and the books I read. And I realized, you know what? There are people out here creating businesses, cutting edge leadership development. And, mm-hmm. I, and I, wanted to, I wanted to create leadership development. It truly, truly helped leaders not just 
manage their their emotion but but really think in a way that they could create optimal outcomes in any situation okay and that was that was a sort of big idea i knew it was possible Mm -hmm. uh and and that's that's ultimately why i did i left and um I had three months off completely, and in, I had two ideas at that point that my wife is going, oh, please stop thinking this way. So one of it was to be an organic farmer, right. and, and the other one was um, to start a micro... Actually, to start a, a, a non-alcoholic microbrewery. Right, okay. Uh, and then Brewdog released Nanny State, and I thought, well, I'm not going to compete with them, so <laughs> we're, we're all right. Um, and, and then I, I, I started... But now I my my leadership development um, program stroke philosophy and I have got one. It's created is exactly in that space. It's to help leaders and it plays through to entrepreneurs to be able to access and lead situations and create optimal outcomes okay. situationally specific and not the other way around. Okay. And, you know, I love doing this work and it's helping mm-hmm. a lot of people and that's exactly what I want to do. And and, mm-hmm. and if it's not leadership development, then in coaching conversations, similar, um, not not frameworks, because I'm, I'm quite fluid, I really am, but, mm-hmm. but it's that sort of underlying philosophy mm-hmm. plays out in my coaching as well. Right. Okay. Um, but I, and I just knew, I mean, uh, the Franklin Covey business I find really inspiring. Mm-hmm. So I knew all about Franklin Covey and I thought, well, why can I not create a Franklin Covey? Yeah, they and were I, the people who delivered that course, I think. But, oh, yeah, that's yeah. right, because yeah. it was Franklin and Co- Stephen Covey and yeah. Benjamin Franklin right, okay. were the two people that founded that, that company. Yeah, okay. And I've started to do coaching and global leadership development. So I've started to do now... Um, that so I am starting to do what I always visioned that I would love to do, which is um, do leadership development across the globe. Okay. Now, it's, it's small, yeah, yeah, but but it's it's out of the UK, yeah, and that's yeah. um, that feels great. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, cool. Yeah. So um, when, when you say sort of for people to get like the optimal. Remind me of the phrase, optimal outcome. O- optimal outcomes, yeah, yeah. and I've chosen the word optimal very carefully yeah, as well, okay, which I can okay. explain a bit yeah, more. Yeah, go for it. Go on. Talk. Well, quite, quite often we really... So, so there's like, I've thought about this hugely, right? Because ultimately I'm always trying to get help people get in the best possible place mm-hmm. to, to create what they want to create. And, and, and quite often we, we get ourselves stuck by thinking, what's the what's the right solution in this situation or what's the wrong solution and we can get paralyzed in both mm-hmm. actually mm-hmm. what i love about optimal is optimal basically means that the 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 the, the best solution given the circumstances you know mm-hmm. the circumstances are are, are are quite often so if a situation is a series of circumstances some of these circumstances are going to be what we would label positive mm-hmm. and some would be what we'd label negative. Okay. And, and once we start to see that, that uh, a situation's got that, then given all that, what is the optimal outcome in okay. that? Right. And go for optimal. So we're now not labeling right or wrong. So we're not then putting anxiety and worry and fear into the equation. Our role as leaders is to create 
optimal outcomes okay. Okay. it's in any situation so right. this situation okay this is the situation here um what what is it what is it now i use the word clarity quite a lot you mm -hmm. know that's when we apply clarity here okay what what actually is this situation what, mm -hmm. what's going on why how mm -hmm. where and really getting a deeper, deeper sense of, so that, that this is it, I can see it, I've got a clean read, right? Given all this, what is the optimal outcome? Well, okay, it's, mm -hmm. uh, I think it's here and here and here, right, great. Well, well let's create that. Let's, let's get our actions now focused on these spaces and we'll, we'll do that. Right, so it's okay. like, it's like going through life now um, with the light on all the time you know that's what it feels like and I'm, right. I, I always say this to my clients I always apply this to me first yeah. you know I, I am not the guy that sort of spouts the wisdom and doesn't apply it I, I try yeah. this out in my own life and, yeah. and you know the, the clarity piece has just been revolutionary rev, revolutionary for me right, it really okay. really has I've realized that if if clarity is being clear then I've certainly gone through a chunk of my life being confused Mm. Uh, and then truth, there's a sliding scale here. Uh, imagine being confused at ten, being clear is at zero. But 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 that plays out for leaders and entrepreneurs as well. And the more we can go from being confused into being clear, mm -hmm. the, the 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 easier it is. The mm -hmm. easier it is, and, and and you know that that's a big part of what I try to do for people. Because you know, then you know where you're trying to get to, yeah. and that makes all of the decisions a lot easier oh. about. Oh. What well, on day to day, I suppose. Well, that's right. If you're if you're living from being confused, mm. and then you switch to living from being clear, you you are going to create better outcomes for yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Logically, that holds, and yeah. then when you add in everything else, it still holds. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So okay. yeah, the, the the optimal word is is that. It's huge for me. I've only, I mean, it's only really started to use that in my language probably in the last three months. Mm -hmm. But it really helps people, right, and yeah. and I, I do. I'm I'm not one to say don't say that or don't say that. But I, I hear it now. I'm not sure what the right thing to do here. Yeah, well, hold yeah. on. It's, it's the, the, the truth is, there's not a right thing yeah, yeah. because in that situation you've just described. I'm telling you, I, I know, and I don't even know your situation. There's ten things you could do here. Mm, you know, so mm. so let's let's choose the optimal one and an optimal one's quite often to you then you say then you're getting into vision mm -hmm. you know what was it you really want to do with mm, this business mm. or or with your leadership or even with your life mm, oh mm. this is this right okay so does that help you well actually yes because now now we're over here great mm -hmm. let's let's focus on there so this word optimal is i'm using it yeah, used yeah. it about 50 times here do apologize <laughs> um, but okay. i'm passionate about the word yeah 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 uh, i suppose in a way it loops back to what we we're talking about at the beginning about you know sort of worrying that you don't know what to do uh -huh. as well and then not taking any action but actually you know this is helping to just say where you want to get to and I, I suppose to an extent maybe giving people sort of permission again in air quotes to like just do something uh -huh. <laughs> and then get the feedback and and move forward yeah Absolutely, and that plays back to Carol Dweck's work as well, isn't it? You're, you're, mm. you're, you're moving. Mm -hmm. I, I want people to create what they want with their, their lives. Mm -hmm. we, we, we all can. I, mean, I was saying to you, that it's just when we met again there, about my, my daughter today, was at, it was her last day of primary, mm -hmm. and they did an assembly. 
Mm-hmm. We first assembled in two years, actually, and it was there, and there wasn't a dry eye in the room, yeah. but for, for certainly for the adults, yeah, half yeah. the children as well. And, and you know, the way, the way they were, they showed, I mean, they had visuals up of them being in reception and now they're in year six and what mm. they've done and the confidence levels and the mm. songs they were singing, which is all about belief and we can do what we want to do. And you're going, yeah, you're, yeah. you're right. Yeah. You really can do what you want to do. <laughs> yeah. And then you go, and so can everyone else. Yeah, yeah. And yet we get so confused. We, yeah. We're just in a state of confusion which leads to mixed emotions, which is usually status quo. Yeah. And we're saddled with this um, paralysis. Do you, do you feel like there can be... I feel like from when I was younger, uh, I'm not sure where it came from, but I feel like sometimes there's a difference between... or there's a gap, shall I say, between people saying you can do whatever you want and believe in yourself and the actual tools that you're taught to actually do that because they're two very different things aren't they like on the surface yeah you can do what you like and you, sorry not do what you like but you can you can become anything you want and then actually having the tools to and the mindset and everything to do that is like a really different thing isn't so, it so so i i I'm, you make a phenomenal point there right and and again just because we've referenced it a lot in this podcast that that is at playing that book again, isn't it? That mm-hmm. mindset book. Mm. I, I, you're absolutely right. So, you know, growing up, when I said I got lack of confidence, mm. I, I, I didn't think I could go to university and and study this subject or study that subject. Mm. Um, it was impossible. I couldn't right. do it. Right. Um. And if i if i knowing what i know now about the growth mindset value the fixed mindset i'd love to go back in time uh, if you could build in this wonderful studio of yours a time time machine <laughs> well, we'll and, and i could get three years uh, left alone i'd go at football in a even more potent way I'd, I'd love another shot right. because there was something for sure holding me back right and i was i was thinking you listen to people you, you're not a, you're not hard enough alan you're not hard enough, so so you're not you're not hard enough. Now my skill set was drib- dribbling. I was left midfield. I could got the left wing. Nobody could get mm-hmm. the ball off me. Mm-hmm. Honestly, that, right. that that's not being arrogant. That's that's the truth. <laughs> uh, and that was my skill set. My skill set wasn't running back and doing slide tackles and taking people out the back. There was people right. to do it. But when you're labelled, you're not hard enough. You can't tackle well enough. You talk yourself out of it. So I was mm-hmm. representing Glasgow and certain things, but but that's where it ended. Because deep down, I knew I wasn't hard enough. So I talked myself out of it. Now, looking back, now knowing what I know, and actually my my physicality, I was a very fast runner. Mm. I was decent height. I had a passion for football. I was good. Mm. And imagine I doubled the intensity. Mm. What would have happened? Mm. I would have Mm. have at least got a... a, 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 Certainly a, a much better chance of making it mm-hmm. but that acts i didn't access that because i i, I was told i wasn't hard enough mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. now so so you're right it, it, the, these tools are less of so many people think they are not good enough mm-hmm. or they can't it's only special people yeah. or talented people yeah. And this is where Carol Dweck's book's brilliant because she says, no, it's actually not. You, it's learned. 
Yeah, it is yeah. learned, and there's a massive debate in that space. But the Think and Grow Rich book, Andrew Carnegie, um, his dream was that that was taught in schools. Mm-hmm. It's never been taught in schools. We've never had it mm-hmm. in schools. But can you imagine if resilience and perseverance and human spirit was properly mm. taught in schools? Mm. Uh, yeah. The <laughs> impact that would have on on human beings. Yeah. And the and the ever increasing levels of depression, anxiety, and everything else. Can you imagine? What difference that would make if we did get taught these skills and tools that are missing? Because they are there, Dan. Yeah, you know, the fact yeah. you've asked that, I mean, it's a brilliant question. They are there. Yeah. I just wish we'd, we would teach that to, to, to the youth. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and the world would, it would be a different place. It really, really would. Yeah, yeah. And actually have the chance to practice it as well, uh-huh. I suppose. That's when it sort of really yeah. comes in, I guess, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. But, uh, okay. Brilliant. Really so, good questions, Dan. I'm loving it. <laughs> but, um, I don't know about the answers, but I mean, the no, questions. No, the answers good. have been amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, if uh, what's someone thinking? What's going through their mind for them to think, right, I need to contact Alan and get him on board? He's looking up at the ceiling. I again. am looking up at the ceiling. <laughs> so, so there's maybe at the if if no so if if nobody knows me, if yeah. the relationship isn't there, then mm-hmm. then the, you, you, usually it's uh, if they're a business owner, I'd really like to I'd really like to talk about business growth mm-hmm. or um, or problems within the business or actually opportunities within the business, and then and very mm-hmm. quickly. They would see they would they would experience that my, my style of coaching is is very much human centric and mm-hmm. you know the philosophy here is um, grow the human grow the business okay yeah, yeah, yeah. so nice. so there's that um, in the in, in the chief exec sort of C suite mm-hmm. um, scenarios it is a mixture of, of reaching out for leadership development, um, organizational change, and, and actually, it, what would I call this? Leading emotions, or okay. um, classically known as limiting beliefs, yeah, yeah. which covers a whole host of things, but mm-hmm. usually, I mean, that's all at the core is what we're really thinking. Mm. Uh, that stuff, I'm doing a, a, a two clients at the moment that are really valuing my work is, is, is on, and what one is a chief exec of a, a, a large UK organization, and the other one is n- 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 global. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It, it, it's 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 incredible. It really is incredible. It's it's all in the clarity space. Yeah, right. The, 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 these, I mean, we're all we're all. But when I said earlier about twenty twenty one, one of our biggest enemies is our busyness. Yeah, there's yeah. no space, Dan. There's just no mm. space. It's relentless, and 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 you know, I call it a clearing. So, you know, I, w- in my conversations, I, I, I create clearing. So it's mm-hmm. like, say it's like a clearing in a forest. It's me and you yeah, right. in a conversation like this. Mm. And the world is out there, but we are, we are in a clearing. Mm. And, and when people start to talk, 
guess what happens? Mm. Clarity appears. Mm -hmm. Thoughts get reorganized. People start to hear. And my job's to play that back. And they mm -hmm. go, Got the, got the insight yeah, yeah. And, and that's what these chief execs are, are, are really valuing it's a, it's a lonely job it is a lonely job mm. um, and they're getting this space to actually just talk now, mm -hmm. now that sounds as if right what they're talking about they're talking about England v Italy no we're not <laughs> uh, it's, it's not that it's, it's usually business specific yeah. but, but because they are human beings very quickly it's, it's really about the human being and what's going on for them in that moment yeah. and and you know um they get shifts in that conversation uh, that that goes on so yeah it's it's, it's really powerful and, and it's because i've been so paying attention to it really 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 uh, that's where i've got that big my biggest thing that i'm ultimately this service that i'm ultimately providing for people is 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 deeper clarity right and it's okay. that clarity that's the game changer yeah as i said earlier because suddenly we now look we now can see in 1080 what we're trying to deal with or what the mm -hmm. situation actually is not what we are assuming it is mm -hmm. and the difference then in the action and the, and and the, and the outcome is it's incredible yeah so what, what's like uh something that we could all do then to you know, create a little bit more space. What, what would you recommend just, people oh, listening just to like today or tomorrow, just do something that creates that space and helps nudge them towards a bit more clarity? So I, uh, the, the, um, so, so what I do yeah. and, and what I've got guys and people that are working with me doing and it's, it's open to anyone and it's completely free mm -hmm. is 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 scheduling time to do nothing okay nothing not meditating right not, not even praying okay or both of which are very good yeah but but nothing yeah, yeah. i call it being time right if there's two two elements at a most not basic level actually a most profound level we're either being or doing right mm -hmm. Um, I, I talk a lot about that in my work and, and you know we're definitely got a bias for doing mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. is important you've got to do stuff yeah. haven't you of course you have <laughs> yeah. you've got to do stuff but the being time yeah. is very often seriously neglected yeah. so I call it being time so the being time is literally time 15 minutes I do, ha I do half an hour now in, in the morning okay. and I do it and I'll just in the summer it's outside and I'll just I'll just sit at my desk close my eyes and I'm being right and you will not believe the insights the, the ideas the, yeah. the solutions just letting creating the space for oh. those to drop in and, and you actually feel what it's like to be human you're yeah. not running past yourself yeah. you're not you're not in the frantic zone the busy zone you're literally just sitting there by yourself, tr trying to not trying to, but just thinking of nothing. Mm -hmm. And and what, I mean that that can be explained by moving into what's known as alpha brainwaves from beta. Okay, right. An experiment done in 2015 in an American university, and they did just that, yeah. and they measured creativity, and right. creativity went up 30 percent. Wow. They used electrodes. <laughs> 
to, to change the this, the, the right. waves, right? <laughs> this this is a, a non-painful way. You, you just actually sit here and you do nothing, and you go into if you if, if we need the what you call it, neuroscience, and it's you're an alpha. But let's imagine it's two thousand years ago, and we're two mystics up in a mountain. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing. You're just yeah. um, you're just just closing your eyes, and and it's game changing. Right. And okay. clarity, solutions, insights, calmness, everything comes in. That's what I'd recommend. So sort of 10, 15 minutes 10, a day. 15, 10, 15 minutes. If you can do half an hour, great. Where, where like, because uh, I guess for some people it's going to be like, oh, where should I do that? Because at home it's, you know, really busy because the kids are running around. They come to work. It's busy because there's other people there. What, what, what would you recommend in that situation? To find, find a space. Find a space. It starts yeah. with permission. I, I know it's counterculture. This is counterculture. We're switched on. We've all got smartphones. Yeah. Ping constantly. There's. I mean, you finish your work. You've got your family duties, and then you can just about find time to sleep. I get yeah. it. You know, I do, I do <laughs> understand. But if you want access to your very best self, uh, and I'm not meaning to call life coach here. I'm really, really not. Y- you actually, you actually can experience yourself being a human being by just slowing slowing down do you remember i said when we came in here my daughter had tortoises and i mm. said there's a lot of wisdom in a tortoise yes. that's that's that i think tortoises spend most of their time being <laughs> <laughs> be more tortoise that's what i say but but you just know when you look at a tortoise that they've got it that's <laughs> got, you've got to start a hashtag be more tortoise, <laughs> be more tortoise. <laughs> yeah that'd be these, these these tortoises have got it worked out and they, you it. know absolutely they live to about 100 years they're full of wisdom but but genuinely let do yourself a huge favor because for me the game changer in my life in the last four months and 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 a lot of my clients that i'm helping is is this word clarity mm-hmm. and clarity only comes when you create space mm. for clarity and okay. if there's no space you're getting confusion yeah. you're not getting you're not getting clarity clarity does not come when you've got a consistently busy schedule there, there's mm. no, there's no everything's space. just collapsing in on each other in your mm. mind as soon as you stop, and this is why coaching does work, because it's a conversation. You're not going anywhere. You're talking. Mm. And when you're talking, you're starting to go, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Sorry, it's not an impression of my, my clients or anything like that, because, you know, I, <laughs> I, I use coaching as well. Yeah, I, yeah, I've yeah. got a coach, and you, you talk it out, and you can hear yourself talk, and, and, yeah. and, and, and suddenly you're going, oh, this, this is getting clear. Yeah. This yeah. is getting clear. And, and suddenly, after an hour and a half, you, you, you've got more clarity. Yeah, it may not yeah. be enough clarity. You could go deeper again, but but you've got clarity, mm-hmm. and you've only got that because you've made space. In mm-hmm. this case, for conversation. But usually, the coach doesn't say much. You know, it's mm-hmm. usually mm-hmm. ninety ten. But that's what it should be. Yeah, yeah. Um, but without a coach, you can do it yourself. You can just yeah. be. I like it. I like the analogy of the woods, the clearing in the woods, because you go for a walk in the woods. It's not obviously it's not stressful, but when you get to a clearing, you're kind of like, <sighs> it is it's absolutely perfect that analogy. You know, it's um, it 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 is so powerful. You know, a couple of my clients now use it constantly. Right, Alan, yeah. need a clearing. You know, and you know, <laughs> I I it's not it's not an original Alanism. You know, I no, I, no, thought, I think it was uh, one of my um, heroes in the space is American Werner Earhart. Uh, he start he started est training but it, 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 he was behind the whole transformational movement in the 
in San Francisco in the late 70s. Right, okay. And that that word transformation is seriously overused now, but, mm. but back then it was original and he mm-hmm. coined it. Right. Uh, and and it, it was him that talks about clearing. Okay. And I love it because clearing is exactly like that. You can imagine a physical clearing, yeah. but also you get a clearing, yeah. which plays yeah. to the word clarity. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's a really strong word uh, yeah. in, in this space and it works. You yeah, know, it works. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Well, we have uh, we've just smashed through an hour and ten minutes. Would you believe it? <laughs> I don't. Honestly, have we? Yeah, yeah. Oh my word. Yeah, it's gone Man. quick. It's been been fantastic. You, you are far too easy to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> well, likewise. <laughs> um, yeah, people come find you exponentialcoaching.co.uk. Yeah, get in touch there. Uh, you're on the LinkedIn. I am. Quite a lot. We didn't even talk about your podcast. Let's, let's oh, talk about your podcast quickly. Thank you. Because your podcast, Mind Your Business, which is an absolutely genius name. Thank first you. First of all. Thank you. <laughs> thank it? you. So, I mean, that's a good place for people to go and, and, and find you and get to know you a bit more, isn't it? Oh, thank you so much. Yes. I mean, I mean very, very quickly here. Um, I, I, I co-host it with um, with Matt. Uh, Matt runs a, a thriving accountancy business in Oxfordshire, mm-hmm. so I know it's not one of the three counties, <laughs> but I'm in it. Uh, and and the big idea was to have 30-minute weekly podcasts mm-hmm. where we talk about anything that we think could be helpful for entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. We definitely, with the mind, mind and the name, they're definitely 50% in the mindset, emotions, motivation, perseverance, mm-hmm. sp- thought space and 50% in the cash flow mm-hmm. um, bit business development the latest thinking yeah. uh, and and we we, we we love it we're learning all the time mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, and a lot of people are, are starting to, 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 to listen to the episodes and and, really? and see nice things about it but but genuinely we want it to be useful. Uh, Dan, that, that's yeah, a yeah. big thing but yeah mind your business podcast yeah yeah, um, yeah. we're on spotify and um apple cool and all the find it in all your favorite podcasts that's uh, right players. that's right and if you <laughs> see me on linkedin you you'll you'll see the quotes you'll see the links we i put a link on it every yeah week, yeah know? okay so yeah people come over and find you on linkedin you're on the twitter at exponential alan yes is that right what yes. what no? no, no, you are right. I, 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 I'm not. Yes. But you know, I am. Um, I, I am there. Don't go to Twitter. Go to LinkedIn or go to your website. That, That's that, probably better. You, isn't you it? probably you probably find the most holistic version of me on 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 there. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah thanks, I like Dan. It. No, thank that's you. fair enough. Cool. Well, no, thank you so much. That's like been. Uh, to, to use the uh, American term, a ton of value bombs dropped. Well, <laughs> thank you. No, it's brilliant. Honestly, I've absolutely loved it. Thank <laughs> okay. you so much. I've no, got no, the, my pleasure. you there smiling all through this podcast, asking me great questions, and I'm looking out <laughs> into a very sunny Ledbury. Oh, yeah. So it's, it's pretty good. It's, not, it's, it's a good way to spend an afternoon. Absolutely. Cool. No, thanks very much, uh, Alan. Thank you. It's been brilliant. You've been listening to the Thriving Three Counties podcast with me, Dan Barker. You can find links to all the episodes and show notes over at danbarkerstudios.com forward slash podcast. If you've enjoyed today's show, please head over to iTunes and leave us a review. It helps other people find the show and connect more people in the region. Thank you very much for your time listening. I hope you've enjoyed it and we'll see you next time.